All right, we're Facebook Live. Yep, come on over. Come on. No. Well. I feel like my wife's going to help me more tonight. I don't know what that looks like, but. I don't know why, but I'm going to say some things, and then you can maybe come behind me. I can disappear in the back room or something. I don't know. I'm only teasing. I'm only teasing. I just, uh, there's been something that keeps coming to my wife and myself, and that's 11-11 or 11 or 1-11. These numbers always keep popping up. And so it's interesting. I was listening to... um, it was Lance Walnaus on one of his video feeds or something, and then all of a sudden this whole thing made sense to me. And we've been sitting in a place, you know, God's funny, because I feel like we're in massive transition right here. I don't know what's going on, and I said this last week, that God's doing something, and I don't know what the fullness of it was, is going to look like, but I have to believe that God's going to bring what, what I just said, a, a great harvest at the end of this, because sometimes all of a sudden he decreases things, to bring things back to an increase because some of what was was here was, I'll be careful what I say, right? Some of what was going on was hype and motivation. It wasn't me being hyping, hyping things or, or ministry that's been here, but I feel like people got on and there was momentum and we were moving, right? Come on, the place was pretty full week after week after week after week and then all of a sudden we hit the winter, started a little bit in the, in the fall, and then all of a sudden, there was a decrease. And that's, that's okay, right? Come on, because I, I confessed some things out of my mouth. My wife was like, why do you say stuff like that? <laughs> like, I don't care if there's 10 people in here. Well, there you go. But, huh? No, no, that's good. Yeah, can I finish my thought? Hold on. One second. Okay, go ahead. I just lose it already. I don't know. I I was just thinking about, like you were saying about the words that you were saying. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care if there's like 10 people. I'm going to just be honest and transparent right now. Okay. And um, should I go high? So then he'll he'll say, I don't know where everybody is. And I'm saying, well, you said it out of your mouth. So, you know, God tests us. Right? He tests us because we really need to believe what we're saying yeah. and um, not being negative for what you said, but we're all learning and growing and working out our salvation. So I don't know. I feel as though we're definitely in transition, and what he's doing is amazing because it's going to be so pure. Because I don't want to do anything that's not very pure. I mean, things can be good, right? We can do a lot of good things, but if they're not pure, especially in foundation, you know, how we build a foundation, solid, then it's going to crumble. And I don't want to be crumbling 10 years from now. And we've gone a long time, Miles and I, we've been married almost 24 years. We've been in ministry all that time, all that time. And I don't want to go 10 years from now and go, oh, my God, look what just happened. We've grown. We've been waiting We've been waiting, sowing, waiting, 
sewing, getting frustrated at times. And now it's just like, okay, Lord, you know, what, do what you need to do. So we just say it out of our mouths, do what you need to do, but help us to get through that <laughs> process and through the transition. stay right there just in case you think of something I have Holy Spirit and then I have Lisa <laughs> yeah right but just 1111 I just want two scriptures I want to bring to just give us understanding because I feel like the Holy Spirit bring us through this transition you are going through right you're here you're with us okay you're going through it with us but again you know it's funny because I had a conversation with a a pastor friend of mine and we talked about you know you know it isn't all about numbers but you know jesus fed the multitudes jesus ministered to the multitudes there is a book named numbers and i come on i mean god wants increase and multiplication that doesn't just mean finances that doesn't mean you know in gifts and, and healings he wants increase in all things so i i feel like this ready deuteronomy 11 11 actually i'll start in 10 and go to 12 for the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt, which you come from. Thank you. Turn around. Say, by Egypt. <laughs> by Egypt, the place of desert place, you know. It, we don't want to be in that place. Where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. There's a picture here because I'm going to read something. But the vegetable garden is a small area. It's a small plot. It's something that is you know, hedged in. She's sitting down now. She's going to let me go. Huh? And then, then it says this, but the land which you shall cross over to possess is a land of hills, valleys, come on, hills and valleys, come on, lows and highs, but it's a great expanse, right? It's a bigger land. It's a possessing, you're possessing the land. And then it says, which drinks water from the rain of heaven. Come on, we just drank the rain of heaven tonight. I know we did. I got so whacked after Becca hit that thing. I'm telling you, something hit me. It went sideways and I just got splashed. But the rain of heaven came tonight and I believe you want to live in that place where the heaven, heaven's rain is raining down on you, is raining over your life and it's nourishing and watering all the kingdom stuff that God's about you cause you to possess, right? Because we don't want to, we don't want to possess the, the small things. Come on, the, the garden is okay, but I feel like God has something greater for us to grab, and He says to us that He sends us out into the nations. Right? We want to possess nations, and you can't do that by just doing a garden, right? And so the land which the Lord your God cares, right? The eyes of the Lord, your God, are always on it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. That means God's always watching what we're doing. He's watching over the, that which he's given us jurisdiction, authority over, right? Because he wants to give us authority over cities and nations and towns and whatever that looks like. But God wants to give us a kingdom sphere that we walk in and that we move into, Come on, there's kingdom businesses that God's caused you to build and, and bring up that, God, that the Holy Spirit's going to blow on and the rain of heaven's going to come on it and it's going to change and something's going to happen and it's going to be supernatural. But I, as I said to someone today, 
a precious guy I got to pray with. He was crying the whole time, David, right? I got to pray with this guy. It was like an honor this afternoon when we were with Henry and, and serving people. And, and I said, you know, you just have to work with God. You know, I can pray a prayer. I can lay hands on someone. But if they don't work with the Lord, come on, we get what we put into kingdom stuff. Like if, if you come here, right, tonight, we got what we put in, right? We got what we put in. And I'm telling you, anyway, I don't know what that is. But when you don't expect it, expect it. You know, and God just wants to show up. And he doesn't care if it's, if it's a, a, a bunch of anointed musicians or a bunch of anointed musician, musicians that are on video tube. You know, we're just putting, the, putting it through there, right? Just moving. And so transition. Let's just talk about transition for a second because I feel like that's where we're at. That's where I'm at. God's trying to move me from one place to another. And I'm just going to decree a thing so it's established that in eight months... I'm going to be doing this and not that. That's my decree. That I'm not going to be running my construction business because I can't do this properly unless I'm in this full time. So with, it's going to be something, and right? So I get scared, right? So she's been dealing with me in my mouth. See, my wife deals with me in my mouth, you know? That's just being honest. You know, in this week, I had a meltdown Tuesday. I was so upset that I couldn't get to church. I'll just be honest tonight, okay? I'm with family. I was so upset that I had, I had an anger, you know, I needed anger management after. And I'm driving 20 minutes away, but I was filled with concrete, and I wasn't coming to church, you know? So my point is, things that came out of my mouth, ready, confession and repentance, I had to repent of. Because the Lord, the whole next day, began to show me. And throughout the whole week, I've been getting lessons about things, people, situations that I've allowed around me in the ministry that have not been healthy for this place. Hello. It looks good. It may package well, but it's not good, and it's of another spirit, and not the spirit of God. Okay, so now the Lord says here, I should have brought the sword tonight. Because I feel like taking a sword and whacking the thing that's been kind of badgering me because I allowed it in. Come on, and we just need to bust that stuff off and break it off. Because it doesn't come. It comes with manipulation, comes with control, and all kinds of witchcraft stuff. Facebook Live. Come on, here we go. Live and in color. But the Holy Spirit wants to break and move us into a place where we're not affected by small thinking, Come on, but possessing the land that God's already called us to. So transition is this. Ready? A change from one thing to the next. Either an action or a state of being. What does it look like? It looks like transformation. Right? We look like one thing. The church looks like something. Come on, when we first come to Christ, we look like one thing. And God's blood washes us. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ's blood washes us and turns us into something completely different. There's a transition period, and sometimes it's not easy. Come on, there's hills, there's valleys. 
Sometimes you're going to be in a high place and sometimes you're going to be in a low place, but God wants to bring us up and through. Come on, it's just like the waters that she was talking about. It, 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 you know, come on, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And I'm telling you that there's a possessing of the land that's going to take place over the next year. Come on, just be the beginning. But it is a year of breakthrough. 2017 should be a year of breakthrough for you. And you should believe for that. Ready? Hebrews 11.1, 1. faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things that's not seen, right? God formed, it says in the next verse, that he formed the thing, right, through the words of his mouth. And so God wants to possess us completely so that we operate out of faith, not out of fickleness. Come on, there's a church full of fickleness. We change our mind with the wind. You know, something comes against us, and oh, I got by you know, you're walking with me one day. Come on, Pastor. I'm with you to the end. I'm taking a ride. I'm just being honest. Come on, words are cheap. But your, confess your confession is everything. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's wanting us to take hold of what we say and mean what we say and say what we mean. Amen. You know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And if, if you can't do something, don't tell your brother you can do it. I don't know why I'm even going there. Perspective in change. We need to have a perspective while we're moving and changing. And things are going, are, you know, are all over the place. But we have a perspective that's doing what? We don't have heaven's perspective. So God wants to give us heaven's perspective. I know God always speaks to me about heaven's perspective. you got to see from my eyes. you got to see from my view. you got to see from where. Where he's seated, Christ is seated in heavenly places so that you can walk in the truth and in the light and you walk out of your mess because you see yourself who he's created you to be from a different plane. And we always have that place where God opens up a door for us to sit in a place with him. Revelation 4 tells us, right? There's that door that's open. And whether we, whether we choose whether to step into that place or not. Or you can have low living. You know, God wants us to live high. Come on, above. Like someone said, the snake line. You know, I want to live above that place. But I'm telling you, sometimes we bring ourselves down low thinking, you know, this is going to take care of it. That's going to take care of it. You know, the one who tells me he can do everything, that'll take care of it. That'll suffice for now. But sometimes you've got to be careful on who you put around you, the words you get spoken to. Come on, people are speaking to you. You've got to be, care be careful what you receive. All right. The enemy lies, Right? And he sows tears. Let me tell you right now, he will sow tears. And he wants to sow tears in your mind, right? In form of vain imaginations. I'm going in a different direction now, but it's all on the same line. He sows tears, right? It's, there's that parable of, of sowing. The Lord comes to sow. He comes and sows stuff in your life. Right now, the Word of God is going into your heart and into your mind right now. But there's an enemy that's going to come to you, maybe even tonight, and start sowing other thoughts. And whether we grab hold, and that's a vain imagination because it's not God. 
it's an imagination and it's not from heaven. It's from hell. Come on, it's from somewhere else. And I'm telling you, God wants to set the church free from messed up thinking, from being possessed by sad, low thinking. Because I'm telling you, it's, it happens to me. Come on, he brings my mind thinking low. Why would God, ready? Here's the next thing. As a man thinks, so he is. Number, ready? Hashtag lie. He won't do for you what he'll do for someone else. God will do for you. If he did it, come on, if he did it in the word, he'll do it for me. If he did it for a king in the Bible, he'll do it for me. You are called to be a king. You are called to be a priest. You are, a high, you are the high priesthood of God. You walk with the Father into heavenly places, hearing his voice, walking with him, and moving with him, right? And so he will do for you what he'll do for your friend, what he'll do for the guy who, you, who you, you're next to. He'll do for you, for, the, for the, whoever your celebrity person is, whatever, whether he's a minister, whether he's a business person, whoever that is, God will do the same thing for you. He may take you in a different way to get there, but he'll do that for you. I had this dream that I was to go to the same place that, a, that an evangelist, if I said his name, you'd know him, but he went over the fence a different way than I went, and he had to climb in a different way than I went, and it was a, it was a, a dream from the Lord saying, this is the way, but you go in a different way. Come on, it's not, about, it's not about how we get there. It's are you going there? It's not about will you get there. It's t the times now. And you need to prepare for the future. Right? I'm telling you, and God's going to speak to us about seasons. And so God's in the business of turning everything around. As, as messed up as situations can get, and I'm not even talking about, you know, church stuff. I'm talking about life stuff. Come on. We get in situations and we think that God can't turn the boat. When God can turn the boat in a day. But like I said to the gentleman today, I can pray for you right now, but I want you to cooperate with God. I want you to cooperate with heaven. And when we do not cooperate with heaven, we won't get to the place we're supposed to go. I don't care. The world is full of people with good intentions. But if we don't get in that place and position ourselves with the Father, pointing ourselves to the direction where we're going, preparing the way, praying forth the way, because you got to pray ahead of yourself. I have to pray ahead of myself. I have to pray and prepare the land before me. I know, God, it's a finished work and all that good stuff. But I'm telling you, intercession breaks ground. And if all of us would pray and get on the same page, come on, with one purpose, with one kingdom, and the church itself would do that, forget it. You know, that's what was so, when we went for Christmas, it was so powerful because I saw the body of Christ, almost 50, 50 different churches, right, different ministries and places, working together for one, th one purpose. And there's such power in that, the power of agreement again. You know, God wants to just tear stuff up, and he's waiting for you and me. To just agree with him, right? I'll be, I'll be talking myself out of these words later, right? No, I'm not, I'm not. No, there goes your confession. I'm kidding you. I'm sorry. Ready? Here we go. What happened over there? Colossians chapter 2. We're going to the word again. 
What happened? I don't know either. Now I need a drink. Colossians 2. 2. Verse 15, it must be. back up to 14 a bit. Uh, he has made alive to, and he is, uh, where are we? And you, being dead in trespasses, and in the circumcision of your flesh. Come on, the cutting away of the flesh, the cutting away of the things that we think we need, the things that we think we ought to be doing, the cutting away, the, the circumcision, Right? So he has made us alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, wiping out the handwriting of the requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. You hear that? It was contrary to your better good. And he, was, and, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Thank God for the cross. Ready? What's the purpose of the cross? Right here, the big woe. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing them over, the, over in it, right? And this word, right, the word triumphing literally means victory that we already have, yet that we're, already, we're still possessing. Meaning this, that Christ did it, right? He nailed it. Every principality, every power. It doesn't have power over you. I don't care how big you think it is. It doesn't have power over you. But you have been called to be an overcomer. And I have been called to be an overcomer. And I'm to walk in that. Come on, if, if, there's, if there's control issues, could be substance abuse issues, could be, you know, that's a big control issue. Come on. God wants to set us free from our thinking, from our thoughts, towards all that stuff bad, unhealthy stuff that we're carrying around. And he says this, that I've disarmed it. It doesn't have power. It's been broken. Why? Because of the blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that I don't have to be stuck. Come on, I can go forward. I can move ahead. And you can move ahead into victory. That means victory. What? Where the kingdom of God is. Come on, you've already possessed the kingdom of God yet it's ever increasing in you. It wants to expand in you. So you have it, yet you need it. And you need more of it. And so God is disarming so that he's equipping you to triumph over those things. And what does triumph actually mean? It means this, that the king, right? Remember the, the scripture in the Psalms that says this, the king of glory coming in, open the gates. Right, that's the king of glory. That's victory. That's ultimate victory. Because what the kings would do, they would come back with the spoil. Because now you're a partaker of the spoil. You're a partaker of the thing that used to, come on, harass you. You're a partaker of it. And you're taking the spoil and showing it and making a public display. But that's what the kings did. Come on, public display. Like, ha, we kicked their butts. We ruined them. And this is what we got. We got all their stuff. We got all the stuff they stole from us and their stuff. And so that's what God wants to do for you. He wants to take all the stuff and give it to you that you possess 
the inheritance. Come on, the riches, the treasures in heavenly glory, all those good things, spiritual and physical. How's that? Can't we put both? Because he wants you to possess everything. Come on, in Deuteronomy, it tells us he'd give you the power to gain wealth. That wasn't a suggestion. Anyway. And so it's that royal procession, and we want that open door. Come on, we're asking the Lord for that open door, and he's going to bring it. And so that what, what does that bring us to? That we're joint heirs with him because the king of glory, when he's brought it all to us, that we move with him, that we live with him, that our being, I, I find it so amazing that if we would just stop and turn our affections toward the Father, any place you are, I don't care what kind of trauma you're going in, that if you just turn your affections inward, it doesn't have to be, you can be anywhere. You can be in an airplane, by a, you know, next to two crazy people. You know, sometimes you fly and it's like, oh boy, my neighbors, how are they? You know, and you just, you get, turn yourself, come on, towards the Lord. And the Lord comes in and just begins to meet with you. Like I felt like tonight, we just turned ourselves toward heaven. If you just turn your affections towards him, all of a sudden stuff's going to change. All of a sudden the atmosphere around your heart completely lifts. And so that's how we possess that which he's going to give to us. You turn your affections towards him. Not towards the stuff we think we want. Come on, because there's fleshly, soulish desires that we think, and it may even sound spiritual. It may have a good front and a good package, but it's not God. And so you want to be joined with him. Come on, you're a co-heir with Christ. That he's on your hip. You're walking with him. That he's going to possess for you, but you're going to work with him. With the working of miracles with heavenly hosts coming to help you. Come on, angels on assignment coming to help you. You want to add anything? You do. heard the song I can see clearly now so I just looked up the lyrics and I'm going to read them it says I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way so you can see those obstacles what are you going to do pray them take authority over them gone are the dark clouds that had me blind well it's going to be a bright 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 sunshiny day I think I can make it now the pain is gone. Isn't that good? All the bad feelings have disappeared. Here's the rainbow I've been praying for. I never even knew these lyrics. <laughs> it's going to be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Look all around. There's nothing but blue skies. Look straight. Now tell me that wasn't prophetic, Joe. <laughs> And I was just thinking, I can see clearly now the rain is gone, but I didn't even know what the lyrics said. I mean, come on. 
Here is the rainbow I've been praying for. Here is the hope. Right? So this speaks, I know this speaks a lot. And I, I think it just goes um, with what we were, what you were sharing, too, because it's different perspective. Different, you know, different eyes. We can see clearly now that all that confusion and all that fog is lifted. And we can see every obstacle that was there that was hidden. We didn't even realize it, but it was a spiritual thing, right? Because our, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and powers and principalities in high places. So this was really interesting. So I thought I would just end with that. Rainbows speaks of covenant. Come on, it's not a messed up sign that we see now, right? It speaks of covenant. And so just, let's stand together. And if you guys need prayer tonight, but I'm just going to make a confession over all of us and declaration, and you're just going to agree, that's all, if you are in agreement. Can't agree if you don't agree. So, Father, I just thank you tonight. I thank you for all the things that you line up. We thank you for, we thank you for transition. Some of us don't like transition, but we thank you for transitioning us. We thank you that you're moving us not backwards but ahead. Yeah. And so we make that confession that you move everyone forward. Yeah. Father, that as we begin to, to move closer and closer to you, you begin to increase and flourish all the things around us. Lord, we don't stay with the small gardens. We thank you for the days of small gardens and small, uh, small possession. But we ask, Father, for a greater possession of all the land. Father, the hills, the valleys, the mountains. We thank you that that's going to be our confession, that we'll possess the land, that we'll enter into the fullness of the land, that we'll walk in the truth and the light. And, Lord, thank you that you help us to break everything negative that we've spoken. We're going to walk in truth and light. And Father, you're going to begin to use our language to break and to change and to move things. Father, I thank you that people in this room will begin to see shift and change even this week. Lord, we make a declaration over people right now that there's change and movement. And Father, we thank you that you're moving us into the new season. Behold, I do all things new. We thank you, Father, for that, for the word. We thank you, Father, for releasing that tonight. And we just ask that, Father, you let our hearts be full with the fullness of who you are to break any power of the enemy in our hearts and minds right now. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name.